Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. Today, we're going to talk about a subject that comes up all the time, all the time in individual coaching, and it comes up in group coaching, and it is finding a system, some way to order your time. Is there a perfect solution for people with ADHD? Is there a common solution? If you want a business idea and you want to sell something to a group of people that are always like kind of desperate, optimistic, ready to buy what you're selling, tell people with ADHD that you have their perfect planner that's going to help them keep track of life. They're going to buy it. Like we're going to buy this thing and we're going to buy it every year. We may have three others, but we'll buy your planner. And what's super common is we're going to buy this thing, but we're not necessarily going to develop habits around how we use it. So of course it's not going to work and we're going to blame ourselves or we're going to blame the planner and we're going to think, well, yeah, another thing that didn't work for me. Later on in this episode, I'm going to talk about questions you can ask yourself to figure out, hey, what kind of a system is going to work for me in keeping track of my time? But the second part's always going to be in what habits am I going to develop to use this thing? Because it's not going to just be automatic that you go to it, that you use it just because it's cute, right? Like it's new. That will work for a couple of days. The novelty will draw you in to use this thing for a couple of days, probably. Like that's what we, that's our experience. Like, oh, the new planner, it's amazing. And we're using it. And then it just, there's, it kind of fizzles out or it just seems to stop working. What matters so much more than the system you use is the habits around using it. Like that is what's going to make or break your system for keeping track of your time. For most people I work with, you know, the minimum is checking it at night and in the morning because that's kind of when you're trying to order and plan and wrap your mind around the day. If you need to have your kid at school 30 minutes earlier because they're taking an exam, you don't want to look for the first time at your calendar or your planner in the morning and realize, oh man, uh, we got to be out of here 30 minutes earlier. You'd like to know that the night before so you can be prepared to do that. If you're someone who struggles with working memory or impulsivity, distraction, you may decide to check it more than that, to have habits to check it at various times in the day to kind of keep on track and have a little bit more intention about your day. Once again, it's personal. You have to decide what habits you want to build around it. But if you don't build them, your system's probably not going to work for you. So my first truth is that you do need habits for this to work, right? My second truth is whatever system you choose, whatever you decide on, no matter how amazing it is or how perfect it is, you are very likely to get sick of it and want to change the system. And that's okay. Expect it. Expect to want to change this up. You know, maybe your life will change. That happens often and you need to keep track of your time in a different way. Or maybe you just want to do something different and that's okay too. Is that the most efficient way to go about this? No, it's not. And you look around you and you see people who can use the same thing to the end of time and you think, wow, that's the way I should do this. No, I mean, it's not the way you should do it if you're not going to use it. What happens a lot of times is people get tired of the system. They need something different. Just, it used to work for me. This should still work for me. And they keep trying to use something that's no longer working for them. And there's all this extra friction, except the fact that whatever you design right now, you may want to change. And it is better to be a little less efficient by switching it up and still have some way to track your time. Because tracking your time is really important for most of us. Like most of us have things we don't want to drop. Want to be intentional about the way we're spending our time. Most of us struggle somewhat with time. And so a system to deal with this, whether it's a planner, calendar, however you want to refer to this, is really important. So give yourself the flexibility to change it up if you need to do that too. So another truth when it comes to time systems is even if you don't think you need one, 
you will benefit from having one. Even if you don't have a lot of really time specific commitments where you think I need to use a planner, having some kind of a system helps cut down on chaos, helps us not drop the ball, and it just makes your life easier. So implementing some system, no matter, no matter what you use and developing habits around that matters for most people. Even if you think, man, I rarely ever have to deal with appointments or a calendar. If you don't already have some loose system, when you do have something at time specific, it becomes kind of torturous to keep track of that and ensure that you don't drop the ball in this area. You might've heard this ADHD waiting mode and people use that term to describe the tendency we have. If we have something floating out at three o'clock, not feeling like we can do anything before that, right? Like I can't, I am waiting for this appointment, this time specific appointment. I don't want to forget it. I don't want to get distracted. And so sometimes that three o'clock appointment can just absorb someone's whole day because they're being hypervigilant about this is the three o'clock appointment. If you're using a system for your time more frequently, it kind of frees you up. You're not as likely to be stuck in this hypervigilant state being so afraid that you're going to miss this three o'clock appointment if there's various times in your day where you're referencing where I need to be, what I'm keeping track of. Like that helps free you up so you're not having to keep that in your head all the time. So far I've talked about kind of universal truths about using a planner or using a system. We do need habits to use this. We'll likely need to switch it up. Most of us will benefit from having some kind of a planner or system to track our time. I think those things are more universally true. They're true for most of us. But let's figure out what questions you need to ask yourself in order to determine what you'll use for tracking your time. What kind of a planner, what kind of a system will fit you? The first thing you're going to look at is what am I keeping track of? I mean, a planner is keeping track of your time, but that looks really different for different people. You know, when I worked in a hospital, I would show up to work it's seven o'clock in the morning and I had a list of patients that I was going to see and I just went and crossed off those patients. My work hour had a lot of inherent structure for my time. I didn't have to track that. Now that I work for myself and I have a lot of individual appointments, the system I use looks different. When I was a student and I was kind of ordering and keeping track of blocks of time, okay, this time is for this project, this time is for this studying, as well as specific hours for classes, well, that system looked different too. So what are you trying to order and keep track of? What do you have to remember? What kind of blocks of time are we looking at? Are we looking at lots of appointments? Are we looking at um, big chunks of time that you have to structure and break down? That's the first question. What kind of things am I trying to organize and keep track of? Another question to ask yourself is what are your preferences? You know, for me, when I'm looking at a calendar or a planner or something that I'm using, I really need to hold things. I need to be able to physically write on something. I'm a big kinesthetic learner. I have to have that movement and that input, that touch input as well. And so I'm always going to be holding something, whether it's a paper planner or a notebook. Because of my preferences, bullet journaling has always worked well for me. Not the cute, fancy Pinterest rabbit hole bullet journaling, but the pure function. And when I say pure function, it's my approach to it, which is basically using an index, which is super important for me to be able to find things I'm working on or thinking about quickly and kind of order them. And also being able to hold it, physically hold it, write in it, with a pen, with a marker, um, those things matter for, for me when it comes to a system. Now I've switched over because I do, I have a lot of client notes and a lot of work notes that I would like to kind of integrate with this. So now I'm using something called the Remarkable 2, which is a tablet that lets me do handwriting, but also converts my handwriting to text and gives me 
more flexibility than say a bullet journal. I can move files around. I can cut out things, copy them, duplicate them. And also the key for me is being able to have something that's like that index where I can look at the whole of what I have organized and find the parts. And so those things are working for me, but I know why, because they're working with my preferences and how I want to look at information and the kind of sensory input that's important to me. Your preferences matter. They're not a small thing because they're what's gonna make using a system work or not work. Even if it's something that doesn't seem like it should be important, like the feel of a notebook or how smooth a pen writes. I've had so many people tell me, I know this is ridiculous, but I, I can't really handle the feel of this notebook. It's not ridiculous. You, <laughs> If there is something that creates friction around you building a habit or using a system, you wanna eliminate that. If buying a different notebook, if using a different pen, if investing in something like the tablet that I'm using makes a difference for you, then you can pay attention to that. You can prioritize that. It will help you find something that actually works for you. Now, even though having a system that is primarily touch writing that I can hold is really important to me, I have to be flexible and also have a digital element to my time system because I am still keeping track of a calendar with lots of appointments and it's just easier to have that where I can access it with my phone or access it wherever I am. So I'm using that digital calendar to catch my appointments and to keep track of them that way. But then when I'm looking at my operating for the week, what I'm looking at, those things get transferred to the week that I'm looking at. That, that works for me. Those are my preferences. There are some people that only want to operate digitally or only want to operate with paper. So notice what you prefer to do. Do you prefer to have a lot of color in your systems that help you separate things or just make it more interesting for you? Is that overwhelming and you need it to be basic? Definitely keep track of your preferences when it comes to overwhelm. How much information can you look at? Do you want to look at before it becomes too much? When I am dealing with a planner with my time, I have a month in view on a digital calendar, right? Like I don't usually look at my month in view for long. It helps me kind of orient to what's going on in the upcoming weeks, but it's too much for me to look at all the time. So then I have in what I'm operating out of daily, I have a week in view. And then each day I have a day's view and I don't look at the whole week in view all day long. Like I'm not looking at Monday's thing in this whole week because personally it's too much visual information for me to sort through. These things don't really sound like they matter, right? Like they sound trivial. They're not trivial because if, you, if you're if you overwhelmed looking at something, you're not going to use it. So if I will, most days I just have the day that I'm looking at and that is what I'm operating out of when I'm trying to plan for the next day or maybe make an appointment, then I'm going to look broader. I'm going to look at the week. I'm going to look at the month. But in general, the main thing I'm looking at is my, my day in view. So when you're looking at your preferences, do consider the whole and the part. What are your preferences for seeing the whole amount of time, whether it's a day or a month or a week, and parts of that time, like looking at an hour or even a smaller unit of time? Where's the place where you're seeing enough to remember the things that you need to remember, but you're not seeing so much that you're overwhelmed or shut down or, or visually sorting through way too much information? This might be a good place to talk about dump lists. And I've mentioned this in other places, I'm pretty sure in this podcast, I'm going to revisit it now. I always have and encourage other people to have a dump list where you're dumping out everything that's bouncing around in your head. This list doesn't necessarily have to be orderly. It's just kind of a, a downloading of information. 
Maybe it's home projects or work commitments or inspirations, whatever you want to get out of your brain and into a place where you can reference it later. Usually in my planner or my systems that I'm using, I'll have some way to have this dump list. I don't look at that every day because probably in any given dump list I have, there's weeks worth of work, projects, information on there. And so what I will do with this list, when I'm planning my week, I'll look at that list and see, do I have time for any of this? Is any of this urgent? Like, are there things with due dates and bills attached to them? Is there anything on this list that needs to get scheduled in my week? I do think when you're organizing and planning your time, some way to catch all the things that you, you need to do, you're thinking about doing, you're worried about doing, and then some way to distribute that can be really helpful. Another question is how do I keep track of boomerang tasks? And by that, I mean, how do you keep track of the thing that you did your part, but you still have to track it. You still have to wait for somebody else to do their part. Like if you don't do anything else with this and they drop the ball, you'll have the consequences, right? Those keeping track of those things sometimes takes a lot of bandwidth. So an example would be, I'm waiting on an insurance reimbursement. I have had to resubmit my paperwork and now I'm waiting maybe for a long time for them to do the work on their end may not happen often doesn't happen I don't want to just forget about it I've done my part there's nothing else that I can actually do right now but I still have to track this thing and so I need to find a way to track this thing you know what works for me is kind of estimating when I should have heard back from any given person and putting that in my calendar follow up with this insurance claim. That way I'm not thinking about it. I'm not carrying it along in my mind. It's not using up my bandwidth that way, but it's also not going to get dropped because if that gets dropped, I'm the one who pays for it. If the insurance company drops it, they're cool, right? They're not going to pay me the money that I'm, I'm supposed to be reimbursed. And the reason why this thing for me makes sense to go into my calendar and not on my dump list is because I'm not going to be thinking about this thing for a month. I don't want it on my dump list. I don't want to have to like sort through that visually when it's not relevant yet. So if I put it on my calendar when I expect to hear from somebody, it doesn't mean I have to do it that day. It's just a placeholder. And then I can decide then, oh, I should have heard back from them. Maybe this goes to the dump list now and something I'm going to deal with this week, or maybe I pick a different day to schedule to deal with it. Um, it's not for the purpose of being overly structured and how I'm spending my time. It's just for keeping track. So this brings us to the end of our episode. You can see why this whole idea of the perfect planner for somebody with ADHD is kind of a ridiculous request. Yeah, we all struggle with time in our own ways and how we track it. But there is so much individual variability, not to mention the fact that we might want to change things a lot and that's okay too. So when you look at what's gonna work for you, remember, respect your preferences, build habits around what you're using. Do not be down on yourself. If a system doesn't work for you without habits, it won't work for anybody without habits. This is something that other people might do kind of intuitively. We have to go in and really intentionally structure to make sure we're actually using the systems that are helping us keep track of our time and keep track of the things that we want to do. Finding ways to keep track of things that aren't time specific, like projects, like those boomerang tasks that I mentioned, that's also something you might want to be considering when you're looking at what kind of a system am I using? What kind of a planner I'm using? 
is you know how will I keep track of these things that aren't necessarily a really concrete appointment? How do I want to approach those? Um, for those of you who are interested in trying out the tablet that I was talking about, I do have a referral link that gives a $40 discount that I will include in the show notes. This is not a, you know an advertisement. This is not, I'm not like a representative or have anything going on with this company, but I have found it useful. And so I'm happy to include that in the show notes if that is something that's helpful to any of you. I'm also planning to eventually offer a little workshop on functional, I call it functional bullet journaling, like what I was describing before, getting down to the most useful elements of bullet journals and that method, because I think it can be very overwhelming if that's a system that you want to use. And there's really some great characteristics that make this so helpful for a lot of people with our brain types. And so I am planning on offering that in the new year. So if you're interested in that, get on my mailing list. So you are the first to know when I am offering that workshop and you can do that at www.theadhdclaritycoach.com. Thank you so much for being with me this week and I will see you next time.